What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. As always, our socials are linked down below, so give it a follow on everything, audio listeners. Or if you do prefer to listen on audio, make sure you guys download it, rate it five stars, leave a review. We will appreciate any feedback we could get on anything. Um, without further ado, let's just get right into it with our game of the week in the NFL. And it was a letdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because one I mean, team dominated. One team dominated. I guess our game of the week will be Thursday Night Football, which we'll get into. But let's get right into it. The game of the week that we decided was the Eagles versus Niners. Um, we're recording this while the Chiefs game is going on. So uh, we can't really mention how good that game is because we're watching. We'll, you guys might get a live reaction. Live reaction. You know, Jordan Love might rush we're at for halftime a halftime right now. So let's just get let's through this. Jordan Love's right, rushing for a 99-yard touchdown. Um, all right, let's off the bat, the you know, Niners, my pick, my Super Bowl uh, finalist pick, I guess, uh, destroyed the Philadelphia Eagles 42-19. Uh, on a recap, uh, sorry, on a new, when I made my prediction, I expected, I expected uh, to be a closer game, obviously, but I expected this to be more of a, uh, a kind of like a, re- a scheduled loss. I don't know how to, how to word it for, for, for the, the Eagles. Eagles. For the Eagles, like you, you expected, you expected an, a loss to coming soon because ex- the way they were winning wasn't. Like, you expected a Niners win. Yeah. yeah, like you weren't like okay. I yeah. was expecting like I was the way the Niners were rolling and the way Eagles were kind of winning games. I'm like okay, it's time for the Niners to actually see and they have the, what those three games were were a blip. The difference was the Eagles won their games, but now it's a it's gonna be a race for the title, uh, the NFC, the the NFC first crown. seed and the East title. But yeah, um, my reaction: the Niners are back. Um, they destroyed them in every way. There was legit drama from before the game with all the tweets uh, that if we had Brock Purdy, we would have won that game. To end the game before the game with um, with them going through the Eagles D back drills or something like that, and then uh, obviously the chief security officer got kicked out. Yeah. Um, with the Dre Greenlaw, and uh, after that, the Eagles finished the last six. Oh, sorry, the uh, the Niners finished the last six drives with six straight touchdowns. Yeah. Um. Debo Samuel talked his shit and backed it up on the field. I think he had three. I guess every, almost everything was. A yeah, Debo Samuel talked his shit, backed it up on the field with three touchdowns. Um, Brock Purdy showed why he was missed during the NFC Championship game last year, and uh, they did it in the spot where they lost too. Right, it was a Philly home game. Yeah, in the Lincoln Financial Field, and uh, McCaffrey obviously doing McCaffrey things. Everyone was involved. Brandon Ayuk got a touchdown. Defense balled out. So this was a full complete Niners we expected you know before their three game losing streak obviously where we started questioning them but like you said it's a blip right yeah. um, this first time Brock Purdy facing adversity in those three games and he was injured and uh, you could tell that and that bye week helped them out they're healthy now Debo's back healthy um, Trent Williams is back healthy and so they were able to run on the the left side of the line really well my only concern was why was this not Sunday Night Football in general <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest issue. <laughs> but uh, no, o- overall though, um, I guess the title of this video, let's just answer it. Are the Niners the best team in the NFL? Um, I guess you guys will find out through our ranking, power rankings coming in midweek. But as of right now, but, but before uh, we yeah. finish that Chiefs game. Um, you know, I have the saying, if you beat the best, you become the best. Yeah. But then I say that for the Premier League a lot. Like say if like Sheffield beats like City. That does not matter. That doesn't count like that. <laughs> but this one, I think it, it counts. Right, like they're both. Yeah. Both the teams are like legit, genuinely top two in the NFL. Right, Eagles been producing result after result. Went in their toughest part of the schedule. Now they're three and one, but started off with a Cowboys win, a a Chiefs win, and a Bills win. 
right? Lost to the Niners, and we'll see what happened to the Cowboys next week. But they kind of proved that, like, you know, that their wins weren't flukes. They were, like, yes, they were winning they were winning close games. They weren't, like, dominating, like how they were last year. But they've proven that, like, you know, they can hang with the big teams, even when we had the concern from, like, the first six weeks of, like, you know, how are you only beating the Vikings by, like, a touchdown? How are you beating the Patriots by uh, one score? I think right? it was commanders in overtime. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like, on the on the AFC side, I'm not convinced by any team as the standings popped up on, on the screen here um, on the TV. But, um, yeah, like the like Miami, those three losses are concerning because they were the top teams or considered one of the best teams because obviously the Bills are out of the picture. Yeah. Uh, the NFC honestly might have the top three spots <laughs> overall with the Niners, Eagles, Cowboys. It's, now it's I'm giving funny. I'm giving the other two teams I had edge over the Cowboys, obviously, because the Cowboys lost to both of those teams. You yeah, know, but one thing is funny is like it's gonna be one and two and five seed. <laughs> They're yeah, not gonna be top three seed. <laughs> yeah. Um But like yeah, I think the part like if you beat the best, you become the best kind of applies in this situation because those two teams are so close to each other. I think the Eagles uh, sorry, no, not the Eagles. The Niners are the most complete team overall. Um, and uh, I think the Eagles are too, but the Niners h- had more dominant wins. Yeah, and I think Niners have like the more star power. Like Eagles have obviously the AJ good O line, the good wide receiver core, the good all that stuff, right? Or like yeah, they have good units. Whereas the Niners in each position, like Trent Williams, best line O lineman in the game, Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the game, Fred Warner, best linebacker in the game. They had that little the only star thing the Eagles power, have though. is uh, the best QB out of the two teams, and. Uh, out of the two teams, I guess. Yeah, no, but, but I'm saying overall NFL. And um, what's it called? The best receiver in this case, but uh, AJ Brown. But uh, in that, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm going with the Eagles. Like, uh, Sorry, the Niners still, because I said they were going to be my Super Bowl finalists. I didn't expect them to go on the hot start and then go on a losing streak and then back to a hot start again. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm still, I think the Niners are the best team in this year. And yeah, I obviously, I looked wrong for those three weeks, and then now I'm back to looking right because I was the guy who put the Eagles like fifth or fourth in the early power rankings when they were undefeated because I wasn't convinced by any of their wins at all, right? And uh, now I might, and the, I might the, talk, I might be talking two ways here because with the Chiefs, I kind of did the same thing because I was putting the Chiefs higher still, and now watching the Chiefs play, even like this game, they're down 14-6 currently um, against the Packers. It's it's gonna be tough for sure. One of these, two, it's the top two teams for me are the Niners and the Eagles. Yeah, I mean the difference with the Eagles for you should be like they convinced you because they, afterwards they convinced yeah me. they convinced yeah. you eventually. The where the Chiefs, have still not convinced me. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the top two teams you said it: Niners, Eagles, and the, the fact that the Niners absolutely destroyed them, should tell you the fact that the San Francisco 49ers are the most complete team on paper, and uh, they're producing results on the field. At the moment, Niners obviously had like a mo- bit more of a, like a revenge factor in this game, obviously. But again, it's like like Jason Kelsey said, it's like a regular season game. It doesn't prove that you're going to be the NFC champion during when it matters most in January. So we'll see what that looks like as we anticipate to anticipate that to be the case. And I, I say in the NFL all the time, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, especially when you play them once in a regular and when season. And when they're healthier. <laughs> As well, that's true. Uh, let's go manage the Cowboys. Let's go. Th- or, uh, not the Cowboys. Sorry. Um, it was Cowboys, right? There's no yeah, Cowboys. yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I mixed up last week with Thanksgiving as well, which was the Cowboys. It's still but, Cowboys. <laughs> uh, There's night football. Um, wasn't what we expected. We expected the to be a low scoring game, I guess, because I expected both defenses to be good, but like Dallas's offense to overpower Seattle's offense, but more so like a 24-10 game, not like a 
41-35. Like a <laughs> one-score game, right? Was and it? And it was a shootout, 41-35, yeah. It was a six-point game. And uh, Dak balled out, Gino balled out, and... Uh, the defense did not. The defenses, both of them really did not. Yeah. And I'm, up, up DK until... DK popped off. Give him props to yeah, DK. Yeah, he props made, to DK. DK alone made Deron Bland not win deep way. This <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> not like, winning, he's, he's not winning, not winning deep way. <laughs> Deron Bland is not winning <laughs> the deep The stats way. are there, but obviously the stats don't mean shit. It was like Trayvon Diggs when he got like 11 interceptions that year. Yeah. He was getting cooked still. Yeah. Right, but what I'm trying to say, like the, the Dallas defense showed up when it mattered, right, with Micah Parsons and... Uh, Micah's done a couple of times this year. Yeah, against the Chargers, remember? Where Gilmore yeah, got Yeah, that one. Yeah, the, the ex- exact same thing happened here. Where uh, their last two drives with the Seattle Seahawks, the, they couldn't move the ball at all because uh, they were getting to the quarterback. And the Seattle O-line held up. Like, that was the most surprising part of this game. Right? That's the reason why it went to, like, 41-35 because they gave Geno time to throw. They gave their time to uh, Metcalf. They gave time to Najikba to get open. Right? Then and both those guys went off, too. But, yeah, uh, credit to Seattle. But um, obviously, still couldn't get the dub, and now they're six and six. So speaking of that, before we go on, let's just talk about the top, the playoff picture slightly here with the top seeds. Um, right now, overall, it's the it's the Eagles at ten and two, the Niners at nine and three, Detroit's at nine and three, and the Falcons are at six and six. We're not going to talk about them, and then the Cowboys are also nine and three because that matters in this picture because one of the Eagles or Cowboys will be wild card one. So the fifth seed in in this case, yeah. um, and those guys play each other in two weeks. Next week. Next week. Next week. So we'll, that'll be probably our game of the week. Once Sunday we, once night we talk. football. Yeah. So that will be our game of the week, most likely, once we talk about it on Thursday's episode on Wednesday night. But um, how are you picturing it this now? Are you because the Niners are playing the Seahawks again, also next week? I think we're in two weeks. Um, are you still sticking with how the order is right? Okay, well, I'm going to say this. Number four is the NFC South team. We already know that. But Lions are in the picture, too. No, Lions are in the picture nine Because of three. their strength of schedule as well, right? They're yeah. All, they're only one game back. So that's what we have to include but, them in here. But the Lions do play the Cowboys in, like, week 17 as well. Yes. So they're gonna, that's going to determine a lot there as well. Here's the thing. But the Cowboys, still, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. The Cowboys got the worst time to face the Eagles because the Eagles are coming back after this loss. Yeah. Right? Because the Eagles loss is bad. It wasn't like it was a close game loss. So this is like a motivating Eagles team. Like, okay, we got to show who we are actually. And this is this game in Dallas? It's in Dallas. Okay, so who knows? Either either way, we're going we're gonna to see a better... My pushback for that is like, I don't think that works in this scenario because Dallas don't give a shit. Because they lost to Eagles already. Listen, Dallas so they're already they're already in the motivating factor. True, but Dallas also under crumbles under pressure more than the Eagles do. That is true, but this year, honestly, it's been a little bit different. That's what they all say about the Cowboys. But and you're falling for it. But <laughs> but it, 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 compared to whatever happened, uh, they always find a way to mess it up, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, so there. like, how are you gonna picture it? Are you gonna still keep it? Eagles, Niners, Lions, and then go fifth seed Cowboys, or are you going to reverse the order based on schedules? I'm going, uh, I'm still keeping the Lions at three, still keeping the Cowboys at fifth. One and two, I have no idea. Let me see what the Niners' remaining schedule is. That would sway my decision. Their toughest game is the Ravens. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good game. That's That'll Monday be... Night Football. Thank God. Thank you. Thank uh, you for playing your prime time. <laughs> but, like, we'll see. I think it will beat the Seahawks. So, honestly, and then the Eagles remaining, let me check that very quickly. I think Niners here. are going to be the one to you. Eagles' toughest game remaining is also the Cowboys, and then they play the Seahawks as well. Um, And tiebreaker, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually... 
Eagles could still no, lose. No, I have to give it to the Eagles still because I, I think the Eagles will beat the Cowboys. I think the Eagles might win out. So that, with that, if that's the case, then the Eagles already are one game ahead. The only yeah. way the Eagles won't get it is if if Eagles do lose one and the Niners win that game as a result, then they'll get first. I think the Eagles will win out. I'll be honest with you. I think I'm, I'm leaning towards Cowboys this game. I don't know why. Just, I just like having that home field advantage this game. Uh, last year, they were a one and one. Like True. They won one game. but How much did the Eagles win the first game? By like a score, remember the final. So that's drive? big in this because the combined score will be Cowboys. Then if it is a touchdown. division record, it was always oh, division record, not combined score. Yeah, it was division record. Okay, never sure. mind. But um, I'm also I think the I think the Eagles will win out, so I'll keep I'll keep I'll keep them at the first seed. Yeah, but um, let's talk about Colts. Just cause you want to talk about them right away. Yeah, no, because I, I was gonna stick to the NSC quickly. Oh, you want to stick NSC first? Yeah, let's yeah, let's stick NSC then. Seahawks. Um, remember at the beginning of the year where I was like, don't be surprised. If the Rams overtake the Seahawks in division standings, yeah, I kind of backed out by listening to you a little bit, and I doubled down on the wrong team in the Giants <laughs> instead of this. Hey, one. man, you win some, you lose some, and but uh, I now going back to it, and you could attest to it. It's on camera. Cele- I mean, celebrate your surprised. wins. Celebrate your wins. And now the wild card picture here is Dallas, Minnesota, Rams. Minnesota, oh, we're not gonna talk about the Cowboys. Minnesota, Rams, and Dallas. Sorry, Seahawks are six and six. Whatever happens in this game right now, that's live. Uh, the pa- uh, but the Packers could also be six and six, and behind them are obviously the five and seven Bucks and Saints. We're not gonna talk about that. Giants four and eight somehow make the playoffs, man. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you didn't even say they don't make the playoffs. You said they're gonna be ahead of the Cowboys. True, <laughs> but the Ra- uh, but the Rams, um, yeah, they're looking. They're good. healthy, bro. Like that's my biggest question mark. Is Stafford gonna be healthy? And that's the reason why I wrote him off. And uh. He's been healthy. Obviously, he missed a couple games where they lost a two in a row. But the O-line is holding him up pretty well. And obviously, the biggest surprise of the season... Puka Nakua. ...balled out again today. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. Um, there's... Uh, the Rams are looking good there. Vikings obviously looked bad last week. They were so terrible, we'll yeah. we'll see what happens this week. Because I will not be surprised now. Because like before, you're like, oh, it was easy, those teams now. Now you can't say that anymore. Oh, 100%. Now you can't because say that were, anymore. There was a two-game lead. Because there was a two-game lead on each of them. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't. I kind of expected like the Rams will make a push, especially if they won that Seahawks game. And they did. And then, But here's the thing. Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions are on the Viking schedule. Those Lions games, especially if, you want, if they want to move up in the standings to potentially even get a bye, which they have the potential to do after today's game, how they performed, bounce back. Um, you could say the Vikings could be out and one of the Seahawks or Packers will get in that spot. Yeah, um, I think there's a Packers game as well, right? The Vikings are playing the Packers as well, so that's be... It should be one. They're not. Wait, Vikings already played Packers twice? Yes. So there's two Lions... Oh, no, they are. Sorry. They yeah. Are. They, they it's should. in between. Lions, Packers, Lions. Yeah, so those three games are going to be a big test for the Vikings. They're big playoff implications there so as of right now how are you going to finish the two and three wild card spot two and three and then i guess put in your nfc south we might as well get to play a picture over the nfc right now uh right now i'm going with the rams are making it okay and right now i'm gonna go with the packers making it okay and then who's your afc or nfc south winner still the falcons at six and the six carolina panthers <laughs> <laughs> um are they how are they not eliminated yet <laughs> it's because they're so they need seven they could get seven wins still they have 12. No, now they can only get six. Okay, so they could tie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, true, the Falcons right. need to lose out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm going with the Falcons right now. They're, they're looking like a 
the better football yeah. team. At I'm the moment. going. I'm going Rams. Uh, oh, Falcons winning that division. Sorry, but Rams and uh, Seahawks. Oh, so I think the Seahawks are decent enough to still make it. Yeah. Um, I forget what my wild card was. I think I had Giants, Cowboys, Seahawks, which I didn't have the Rams in. So it's kind of similar vibe to it. But yeah, um, I guess is there any games that you want to talk about the NFC quickly today that intrigued you? NFC games. Um, yeah, I gotta pull it up. Um, um we got the the uh, we got the upset of the week. Yeah, we'll, we'll mention it for the AFC side because that's okay, you know, yeah, because that's part of the picture. AFC playoff picture. But yeah, no, um, everything else is normal out. Um, shout out to Mike Evans. Yeah, ten consecutive ten th- a thousand yard ten th- <laughs> ten <laughs> consecutive at one thousand receiving yards to begin his career, right? So uh, he's a big free agent target for Colts. Teams. <laughs> I think, like, like I said, I've said many underrated wide receivers. I'm not saying Mike. Re- I still think that Tyler Lockett is more underrated than these guys but especially Terry McLaurin in the wide receiver one column but guys like Mike Evans uh, like deserve their flowers when you compare it to like you know Tyreek Hill yeah AJ Brown this year especially Jamar Chase Justin Jefferson Mike Evans does not get mentioned yeah Mike of Evans does not names. get mentioned Terry McLaurin Adams. doesn't get mentioned Devontae Adams as well Mike Evans does not get mentioned in those games as enough as much of like you hear about the Jay Jettas him and, him and Keenan guys. Allen yeah, both of them. They're both having. Keenan Allen balled out this year, but Mike Evans has done years. it consistently, and he's been more healthy. Yeah, Keenan. Yeah, Clearly, he's been more healthy. He's been more healthy, Keenan, hundred percent. Clearly, by the stat, yeah. right? So, well, yeah. Let's move on to the AFC. We'll just start off with a start off with Indy then. Uh, yeah, the Indianapolis Colts. The before, game before that was I, on drugs. The, yeah, before I get into that, uh, Chargers Patriots. Snooze fest. I'd even watch don't, it. Don't don't. We're not gonna dissect anything. I don't know, but I'm just you saying. You brought it up. <laughs> I know. I'm. But I'm just saying. Don't ever face each other ever again. That's what I'm trying to say here. The, I think I saw a stat where the uh, Patriots allowed less than like 10 points or something this year and lost all three, like three of the games or whatever. Yeah. But moving on to a drug game. Game that well, was by the way, I want to say one thing. Staley still deserves to be fired after this game. Oh, well, you got a shutout, yo. <laughs> but he actually, no, you got, got a shutout. Out. Right? He's not getting fired after a shutout. <laughs> but yeah, a game that was on drugs. I went to overtime with an eventual Colts win. So 31 to 28. Colts offense, horrendous. Colts defense, run defense, horrendous. Colts offense still, I don't care. I understand. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'll give them this much. Ru- ru- Rushing-wise, they were terrible. Passing-wise, they were actually good. They were okay. They were good. They were okay. because Compared to compared to what they usually are, they were, they were good. I'm going to say okay because, um, yes, we got two deep shot passes to Alec Pierce. Hey, one we, led to a touchdown. When's the last time we saw two receivers get 100 yards in, our, in a Colts game? They both got 100? Yeah. I guess Pierce makes sense. They both got 100. I think Pittman had like 102 and Pierce had like 100 spot on or something uh, like that. Let's see. Here, I'll pull it up. I have it right here. I have it. Yeah, 100 and 105 and then Granson got 72 on three of them. So, so when's the last time you've seen that? I know, game? but I'm still, I'm like watching the offense though, you still were like, okay, what? the red zone was horrendous. Yeah. So uh, that's where I'm saying like, that's where you have to get your is, points. It, There's no excuse for you to come out of the red zone with a fumble and then fourth, Four field, field or goals. three field goals, and then the f- game winning was the touchdown. No, four. Uh, was it three? No, it's we had five red zone trips. Yeah, so it's four. One field. was a fumble. Three were field goals, and then the r- overtime was the winner. Oh, the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, that, and when when Pierce got knocked down, uh, uh, down, I'm like, no, we're gonna no, 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 we're no, no, gonna end 28-28. <laughs> yeah, but the point there, credit to Titans red zone defense. They are one of the best in Fourth the league. Fourth best in the league. And then they're also they got their they're one of the best run defense in the league already. And uh, they had their main run stopper in Tyre Tart, Back. which they didn't have in the the first game. Yeah, well, soon, uh, well, many people, I guess. A lot of Stonehouse, people, I Wiley, Henry, but the Stonehouse one was big because 
Uh, and Jonathan Simmons, yeah. Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons, sorry. Jonathan Simmons is on the other team. Um, but that Stonehouse one was the... The injury was caused because two straight... Um, that was the second one. Yeah, that was the second one. But two straight punt blocks or, I guess, punt fumble, I guess. Uh, and the second one that led to Stonehouse injury. First one was by Nick Cross, then Stewart. The guy Grant with Stewart. The, Stewart with the, with the scoop and score. And then you, uh, obviously, Nick... Uh, sorry, Nick Cross... Uh, Tony, Tony Brown, who Tony. were trying to say get off the team because of the cornerback was horrendous, but keep him now for special teams, clearly. What a play. What a play. Because I think the Patriots did that earlier in the year. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, he's going to get there. He's open, bro. And he then like- he obviously got him, or he stripped him, apparently, and then uh, which led to three points only because we couldn't get the touchdown. Yeah, we couldn't convert from five yards out with like, uh, what was it? Three attempts, three third and goal, or eventually taking a field goal. But at that point, the game really changed it for the Colts because when you're looking at halftime, like, okay, yeah. This Titans offense is really doing that, well. This game was drugs on this part. We got the first one, got the touchdown, and then we gave a pick two, I guess. A pick two, yeah. A pick two, which was a two-point conversion picked. Yeah. Uh, and then we're like, oh, the momentum's back. And then we got the Colts defense held up. I'll give them that third quarter Colts defense was great, decent. D-line-wise. It was great. It was great. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Daryl Breaker who had a good game, this one. But, um, what'd you call it? But then obviously we got that and then it led to three points and then... Yeah, it was it was a weird game. I thought the Colts did not deserve to win this after the first half, to be exact. Second half, I'm like, what are you guys doing? You guys are losing the game now, and now you're trying to lose. You it got game. you got lucky that Stonehouse got injured because that should not that should have been a game over in regulation with the the Nick Folk missed extra point. Yeah, because it was Ryan Tannehill had to be the holder. But yeah, um, but at the end of the day, you got to win ugly in this league. Like I said with the Eagles earlier, and the Colts done it, and because of that, they hold wild card spot number two, three. Three. Who's two? The Browns. Oh, they're still there. So, Pittsburgh, Browns, Colts, 7-5 and five record. Hold the wildcard spots in that order. Outside looking in is the Texans with 7-5 and five as well. Okay, so let's let's go to the first team. Pittsburgh. Upset of the day, probably. Upset of the week. Uh, losing to the Arizona Cardinals, which had two weather delays. I really wanted to pick Arizona, but I'm like, I shouldn't. And obviously, they shut me up by winning. Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray. They, the big the big momentum shift here is that they, the goal line stuff on the Pittsburgh at their one, then on their offensive drive, they went 99 yards before halftime to uh, score a, a touchdown, which gave them like a 10-3 lead at half. Yeah. And then once it came out from the first weather delay, they got another touchdown, another weather delay. And, uh, yeah, and also with Kenny Pickett going down and Trubisky coming in, it was kind of... Yeah, Kenny it, Pickett... It's going to be tough for them to come back. Uh, Kenny Pickett is set to miss time due to an an- ankle injury. Extended absence, to be exact. Um, yeah, on on the other other side of things, Cleveland, Joe Flacco. But before we, before we get that, and uh, this was also a James Conner revenge game. Yeah. Right, absolutely balled out with two touchdowns. Oh, well, speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, they also released... Um, Zach, Ertz. Zach Ertz so him and Shaq Leonard are looking for contending teams mainly Zach Ertz because he is older but the good news with Zach Ertz is at least he'll end his career with a t- Super Bowl ring oh yeah because with uh, the Eagles yeah, with Shaq the Eagles. is still looking for one yeah yeah alright let's move on to Cleveland uh, Joe Flacco uh, Cleveland lost 36-19 to the Rams which helped obviously the Rams in a playoff picture and well the Browns are still in a playoff spot but like you mentioned earlier four teams are tied at 7-5 and five with Houston outside looking in but we gotta talk about Joe Flacco though that was my player to watch, and he did well for a 38-year-old coming off his couch. Um, practice squad to now, uh, yeah, first drive was good. 
shows that he had a cannon a little bit. 23 for 44, 254 yards, two TDs and an interception, right? So it's not the greatest, greatest stat line, but for a guy coming off his couch, you would give it for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the Jets would want him right now. 100% Jets. <laughs> but Jets could have used that for a long time ago. Well, they had him last year or the year before. How about this year, but, but yeah. Know, yeah. But yeah, no, Joe Flacco looked good. Obviously, their historic defense had got cooked by Puka and Stafford. And uh, yeah, the 36-19 was a little bit inflated just because uh, of those fourth uh, fourth and goal stop, uh, not fourth down stops by the Rams, which obviously led to touchdowns because it was in Rams territory already. And uh, yeah, and the Flacco interception and near the end kind of iced off the game there. But yeah, um, I was a little bit surprised of why Flacco starting over P.J. Walker because you won games with P.J. Walker. But I might eat my words a little bit. Not yet, just because they're still lost. But Flacco did look good. Wait, okay, on top of your head, because I know you didn't watch NFL for the longest time either. Same with me, but is Flacco a Hall of Famer? Uh, I, I, I guess we got to look at his stats. But I didn't um, watch him play. <laughs> much, right? much, I remember yeah. the Super Bowl. That, that obviously helps it. But like I guess it depends on his stats because he was up there. He was the guy in Ravens yeah, until the Mars Super Bowl MVP too. Yeah, but so, uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll leave that up for debate right now. We'll come back to that argument. Yeah, we gotta but, look. At, we gotta look back at Flacco games. Yeah, but um, Houston Texans. We gotta talk about them quickly. One, uh, this was the big game, right? Houston and Denver. It looked like Denver was proving you right for a little bit until they made a comeback. You mean wrong? No, they were proving you right. Well, like you said, you have to write them off two weeks ago oh okay like they were proving you right like they were getting their ass kicked they were getting their ass kicked that's what I mean yeah. right before you switched up and then they started proving you right when you switched up but no um, Derek Stingley finally noticed him for once because <laughs> like, I forgot this guy it was like a third overall pick they picked him over Sauce right they so, did yeah um, him and Will Anderson Jr. popped off today and um, Denver obviously needed this win there's five there's six and six tied with the Buffalo Bills and uh, but yeah, Houston is outside looking in because I don't know how a four-way tiebreaker works. Really, I guess they'll go. It's weird. I don't know because like Cleveland beat Indy, but Indy beat Houston. Did Houston beat Pittsburgh? I think so. Uh, I think they did. Because Houston lost to uh, us and Ravens. Yeah, Houston beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I don't know how the tiebreakers work. Yeah, I'm so they did. They did. <laughs> I think they destroyed them too, like thirty to six or something. Something like that. Yeah. So um. Yeah, so I don't know how the tiebreakers really, really work unless you go division per division. But then, again, how does that make sense? So we'll see what the true picture is afterwards. It's looking like an Indy Houston week eight, nine, I guess week eighteen, uh, Sunday night football game with a win and in situation. <laughs> win and in situation, yeah. But um, yeah, no, Denver on the flip side, like, listen, they're not out. Yeah, they're still a game behind, but it, same they, with the Bills. They don't have a tiebreaker on Houston though. That's the thing that annoys them. Yeah. Um, they're tied with the Bills, and I still project the Bills to make it in one of those. Uh, one like I still project the Bills to make it over Pittsburgh or Cleveland. I'm gonna be slightly biased with Indy because Indy does have the tiebreaker on the Texans. And the moment, I'm saying yeah. it again, Steichen should be like I was watching it on the zone, and they were saying who's coach of the year, and Steichen was Steichen's name was not on it. No, way. it was a uh, D'Amico. It was a uh, Dan Campbell. It was Shane Steichen. Steichen's and, out of Campbell, and it was uh, one more guy. Oh, Mike McDaniel. And yeah, so there was no love for Shane Steichen, Shane who's Steichen. actually in a playoff spot right He's now. He's getting snubbed right now. That's, um, what, that's what's going on. But there's a lot of big games that's going to determine the yeah. Colts-Texans Week 18 matchup because the Colts got the Steelers right as well. Um, the Houston, Brown, Houston Houston got the Browns 
as well, and two Tennessee games as well, two, two division games. So what for what, how weird the NFL season, not great it didn't go game-wise, at least you will have drama. There's <laughs> still be drama, Going yeah. down the wire here in the playoff spots. But yeah, um, and any other game you want to talk about quickly that stood out? Well, we're going to have another decent one that's going to happen on Monday night with the Jaguars-Bengals. That's going to determine top spot if the a tie top spot with the Ravens. If yeah, let's talk about it then. Yeah, so let's head over there. Um, any other games here? Not really. That's really enticing. So let's, Jaguars Bengals, obviously prime time, understandable at the time. At the time that schedule was made, obviously without Joe Burrow, it's not going to be as fun to watch as it should have been. But yeah, Jaguars Bengals. Jaguars should get this win. Obviously, Jake Browning is the quarterback. Um, the way the Jaguars are in a decent role right now, so they, they need to win this game in order to have a chance of getting that top spot. Yeah, um, I think the Jaguars will win, obviously. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes, right? Because the Jaguars are in a spot where they can... Because, like, okay, let's talk about the top. We didn't, we didn't talk about the top of the picture on this one, like we did the NFC. So, uh, this is where we'll talk about it. And right now, it's the nine, or Dolphins at 9-3, and three, Ravens at 9-3. and three. Dolphins have the edge over them. Uh, KC, who's playing right now, eight and three, and Jacksonville playing eight and three. So there's a potential by the end of tomorrow night, or I guess in this case tonight, um, we have four way tie. We'll have a four way tie, and I don't know how the tiebreakers will work for each. Jaguars do play the Ravens still, so that will be a big matchup yeah. there. And uh, if the Chiefs win today, they should be ahead of the Dolphins because they technically beat them as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's another four way tie that could happen by the end of Monday Night Football. Yeah, and I don't think any team that's in the wild card will jump on McDallas on their side because I don't think the two North teams will jump Ravens now, considering their injuries and uh, Steelers. I don't trust in general. Yeah, I mean Jaguars should have their division locked. Um, Ravens should have theirs. But hey, honestly, if everyone. The, yeah, if everyone the Jaguars their, lose, everyone has a division locked. If the Jaguars lose, they're eight and four. They're one game behind. They're we're, we're we're one game. Indy's one game behind. We're two games. Houston and Indy are one. Yeah. Two games because of tiebreaker. Yes, breaker. but Houston has. I think they beat them. But they also lost to them. So it True. depends. It depends on division record. Division record. And Houston. So there's divi- still an argument for where a South team and a North team could be. In that. I think Houston's division. Um, record. But I agree with you though. I think those four teams are lost. I think division. Houston's division record is one and two right now. Yeah, and the Colts are th- four and one. Was it one? Four and two. And two sorry. So. Yeah, so Houston still has three division games remaining, two against Wait, Tennessee. Colts, Colts are two and two because they swept one and they got swept, and they beat Houston. So they're three and two. They're three and two right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of tiebreakers <laughs> are going to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Though, that I think the four currently are the four division winners, but there's still an argument to be made. I think it's more of an argument for Indy and Houston than the North teams to win the division. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, just rounding off with Monday Night Football. I pick I, the Jags. I'll I pick them. I pick I'll, the pick Jakes. A, I'll pick him on a 10 game win. 10 point win. 10 point uh, win. Yeah, I a double um, two possession win for me as well. And uh, yeah, it sucks to see that, like, you know, we can't see the Burrow uh, Lawrence matchup. Yeah. Um, shout out to Pola Sahora, who's a Jaguars fan. I got to meet him at the boxing event that I went to, the uh, uh, the Beast Love Boxing, which we'll talk about later. Because uh, he was asking me what, what my team was. He watches our stuff, so that's good. So if you're watching this, shout out to you, uh, Pola. Paul Sohoda, uh, wrestler, MMA, uh, local guy, high school, same high school same as us. Same high school, so, yeah. Tammy represent. <laughs> Tammy represent. But uh, yeah, um, 
before we move on to college football, which we have a lot of opinions on, especially you, because you're you're already getting animated. I see there's, that there's, face. There's only I see that face of getting pissed off by looking at the There's one opinion. It's a major opinion, though. Yeah, it's a big one. That's what I'm but saying. Before, yeah, we get into that. We're Roger talking. Goodell has come out, according to Diana Rossini of The Athletic, saying that he is in favor of banning the tush push, along with the hip um, tackle, whatever, hip drop tackle, whatever that is. But the tush push, uh, I completely disagree with it. Uh, in ter- oh, sorry, I disagree with Roger Goodell. Yeah. I, I just think it's a play you can't stop. There's many teams that could do it. Not cannot do it except for one. Why, you know, take away their biggest um, weapon away? There's like there's a lot of plays where you see like okay the running backs there almost right and they get and the old lineman and come behind them and push them into the end zone, right? It's kind of something similar here. It's not. It's just the next level quarterback. This is just thing. a push. Like you see sometimes like linemen coming in like a body check to push. Yeah, just to push. Or give QBs extra push views, yeah. right? Like to me, it's just the normal football play, right? Yeah. Like everyone has the luxury to do it. It's just that the Eagles do it better than everyone else. Because the, it's not his, Jalen Hurts' fault. He could squat 600 pounds. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I completely, I think it's bullshit. I think they need to keep it. I don't care. I'm, I'm speaking as an indie fan here. I'm not an Eagles fan. I have no ties to the Eagles really like that outside of our coach being there. But that doesn't affect me as a fan. Um, yeah, like we've seen many teams like Buffalo try to with Josh Allen and it didn't work, I believe. We've seen, the, I think, I don't know if the Chiefs have done it. So, but yeah. many teams have we've seen try it and they all f- failed because they just fall on it, top. It's part of the game, right? So, yeah. like, when the MLB made their rule changes, I wasn't fully for the shift changes because because shift is a part of the game. Yes, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. Right? So I don't want to watch it, but, like, to me, when I'm looking at, at the other side, like, it's a, it's just a game plan, right? The Eagles game plan is they don't need 10 yards. They just need 9. Yeah. For for in 3. They need to be 4th and 1. Yeah. Um, I completely disagree with that uh, with that take of um, by Roger Goodell, not you, by Roger Goodell, so, and many who if, who think that it should be banned. I I do not think so. I don't think we got any serious injury out of it on the top of my head. No, I could be wrong, but yeah. on the top of my head. But yeah, let's move on to college football because um, the the final four is announced. Is announced, and the weekend is completed of the the title games, right? So the title game winners, uh, I wish kind of Oregon wanted to see what kind of a drama would come out of it. But UW on Friday night beat Oregon and uh, Alabama beat Georgia. Texas won their game, I forgot against two. Michigan beat Iowa and uh, FSU beat Louisville. And I just want to confirm the Texas one so just to give them the props. Uh, Oklahoma State. And, uh, yeah, those are the big ones. Like, I don't care about the rest. Yeah. So, but out of all this, we knew Michigan was a lock, and we know University of Washington was a lock. So, they're not, and that followed the step. That is one and two uh, right now. It's Michigan one and UW or two. Now, in our eyes, we thought that FSU, let me see what their final score was before I say something. 16-6, okay. FSU um, is... Um, not in the top four and this is a weird thing because this is what happened the number one seed is now completely out in Georgia so they're not in now after the loss to Bama it was a close game though we thought Bama, Georgia's gonna be a lock at a three or a four spot even if it was a loss yeah like a close game loss um obviously Oregon falls out completely they're there Ohio State was all done after the Michigan loss and but here's the thing the seven and eight seeds are now your three and four seeds which is Texas and Alabama. 
and FSU being undefeated are no longer there. And this is my statement of it, and I'll let you talk about it in a second. It's obviously a committee that decides this, and they they don't decide it based on who's undefeated, who's not. These are the FSU is the first Power Five team not to undefeated team not to make the top four, right? ACC is considered the top Power Five, along with the Pac-12, the Big Twelve or Ten, Big Ten, uh, SEC, and there's one more, right? Like when the Bearcats of like Cincinnati Bearcats were undefeated all those years, they didn't make it, and they finally made it. They got their ass kicked by Bama, so they're using that picture as well. They're looking at TCU getting their ass kicked in the final though. Against, that's a final. That's a different right? story, uh, in my opinion. Against Georgia, but they did beat a powerhouse in, in Michigan, Michigan last yeah. year. So if that's the statement you're going for, it's not. I really, really think Jordan Travis not being their QB, and he tweeted this saying, like, I wish if I were to break my leg, it happened earlier in the year it's to prove that it wasn't just on the QB. Um, now, maybe if that was if we had a time machine and you wished for that, I don't believe that would have been the case. I think Jordan Travis had a big factor in it. Um and plus this game, because I was watching this game, and they were playing their third string QB. It was boring. <laughs> it was boring. There was like a punt fest in the first half, and obviously the defenses had to show out. But that being said, I still think FSU needs to be in here. You're not. You don't. I get it from a viewing factor. You don't want them in because clearly, um, the viewing factor of this final wasn't the greatest. And if they were going to be the third seed or even the fourth seed. Um, I think they would have a better matchup against Washington, but not. I think Michigan will kick their ass. Hey, this defense is still real. But right? at the same time, um, I yeah, I disagree with it. I thought I was arguing with you. Let's see who, how are they gonna ma- announce the fourth one? Because I thought okay, FSC should be a lock. So how are they gonna announce four? Because Georgia obviously lost. I guess clearly they valued the title win more, so that's why Georgia and Ohio State were out. And then Texas beat Bama. But the, if they had picked Bama, Texas had an argument because Texas looked good all year. That's so that's true. why they probably went Texas three and Bama four, not having an ACC representative because I think Big Ten was Michigan, um, Pac twelve with Washington, and they took the two SEC teams. I do disagree with it. I do think that FSU. I understand it might not be a factor, but I think the Jordan Travis injury obviously is the big factor of why they did not put it. If this QB went off yesterday, the third stringer or the backup, if he were to play, they would have put FSU in. I really do believe Jordan Travis. Um, is the fact big reason why FSU is not in the top four? And do I disagree with it? Yes. Uh, do I get why they didn't put him on there? Yes. But I still think you can't rob the rest of the team an opportunity to potentially do what TCU did last year to Michigan because um, because of a QB injury. Um, to your point, which you're going to get to in a second, you said it off camera, and I saw um, I saw comments on a tweet when they announced the top four. That uh, if, if that was the logic then, if that's the logic of not having uh, Jordan Travis, the reason why he's not going to be in it, he should win the Heisman. Yes, 100%. So I will let you get your pissed off rant out. Yeah. Um, first of all, to your first point, if Jordan Travis is that big of a factor, he should be your Heisman winner. Right? If if it that if that's the main reason Cause why. Because right now it's it. Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix. Yeah. So it, the way that you've selected the, the Final Four shows that Jordan Travis... But we don't know that's how you selected it, but we're assuming... No, but I'm assuming if that's the way you yeah. did, Jordan Travis is MVP. Point one. Point two, yes, you have an easy schedule, and don't get me wrong, like, you do want to see... Like, I understand, like, you want the best teams against the best, right? And, like, a lot of on-paper decisions are going to be made. Like, Alabama looks better on paper, Texas looks better on paper, right? And uh, they look throughout their season, but it's really hard to go perfect, no matter where you're playing. Yeah. Right? Like, it's very difficult. And... 
The difference between this one and the Cincinnati one is that these guys still battled without their starting quarterback, their star quarterback, who's probably going to be in the NFL draft, and dug out three wins and got a title win out of it, stayed undefeated, right? Because we knew once they had one loss, they were done. But they didn't lose. Yeah, because I was listening to Paul Feinbaum, and he was saying his point is, like, no one in the ACC has, like, more than, like, two and less losses or something, right? At the end of the day, I, I think that's... I, as much as I like listening to Paul Feinbaum, and I think he makes good points, but I think, like, this case, I get it. If you're going to pick the four best teams, Georgia has to be part of it then. I think they're the fourth best... There are yeah, the four best teams, right? But, um... And because I think they're better than UW, unfortunately, but you're not going to like, so if that was the case, why is UW not in there? Because clearly it's a QB factor, in my opinion. Um, but he was saying, like, oh, like, well, Clemson has four losses. Well, Clemson was once upon a time a powerhouse. I understand they're not anymore, and uh, they haven't had that QB since Trevor Lawrence, and before that, Deshaun Watson, and then guys like D Hop playing for them beforehand, right? Um, heck, one of their D men were it was with the BC Lions. <laughs> so, yeah. but, um, I do disagree with that because you still got to win. Like what? That was a close game, if I wasn't mistaken, with FSU Clemson earlier in the year. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't get it. But yeah, anyways, continue. And then the other point is like what I'm trying to say is if you're if you're trying to argue fact that FSU barely won games, I'm gonna go back to that. Well, not barely won games. <laughs> they won the games. Like you know they like it was close game. Oh like yeah. It yeah. Been. I'm a I'm a putting the argue. I'm putting out the Alabama Auburn game. Yeah, you could argue the UW games compared to, I guess, they have well, the a lot. No, but I'm saying their games were close too, but I think they had closer games than FSU had closer games. And they were both undefeated and won the title. That's my point. Yeah, so you're looking I get that it that way, UW yeah. had a harder conference, so yeah. which I, I, I think UW's conference was hard. <laughs> and right. Michael Penix is a Heisman candidate, I guess. As well. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking at viewership wise, I could see why they did it, but like these guys. These guys battled so hard all year with their quarterback going down. This defense has been pretty good, solid all year, and uh, it just feels like, like what what more could they have done? That's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, right. Like that's the question that obviously next year shouldn't be like it shouldn't be into question because it's going to go to 12 team. But like, what more could they have done? Yeah. Like what? What? Like I genuinely don't know what more they could have. They have definitely done. went over right, money and viewership for sure. Yeah, that that's hundred percent the fact there because they went undefeated. They dug out three more wins with their quarterback being down, and you, remained undefeated, winning a title. You saw the JJ Watt tweet. You want to elaborate on that part? Oh yeah, please. I I would have loved to. It's not happening. We know that. I know, but like an emergency six team playoff would have been perfect because obviously one and two. Or Washington and Oregon. This was the I year mean, to uh, get twelve. <laughs> this uh, was the yeah. year to get twelve. Uh, number w- one and two was um, Michigan and Washington. Give their buys, but George, uh, Alabama, Texas, Georgia, and FSU all had the conversation. Yeah, because being I don't been, think right? anyone else. As for, unfortunately, Oregon was out of the picture. They were they out. Lost. The two losses. As close as the game was. It sucks because Bo Nix... You, you didn't win the big ones. Yeah, at the end of the day, it happens. Unlucky because uh, Bo Nix five years later when it becomes 12 team might not be able to do it I don't and think then, he's uh, eligible to come back same thing with Ohio State they lost the big one so I'm not including yeah, yeah. them either but like this you're telling you those four teams yeah that would have been perfect emergency six team playoff would have been the perfect solution but obviously yeah, yeah that's not gonna happen um We'll probably clip this. <laughs> he should probably get this ready to come out. But no, the, the, the couple of things before you end up the college football thing. Again, three 
things happen in this. An undefeated Power Five t- champ is left out. Um, they went 13 and 0 FSU. Uh, they beat LSU and Florida, which were big. I know Florida wasn't the greatest this year, but still, um, because we took their QB. Um, the Seminoles uh, became the first. Yeah, they became the first team, like I mentioned. The next thing. Teams outside the top six pretty much the whole year made the semis, right? So, which was obviously, again, it doesn't help that Oregon lost their second game to the same team. But Ohio State technically has an argument if they wanted to because they only lost to the best team in their thing. But uh, a team seven and eight, respectively, are now three and four, which was Texas and Bama. Quinn Ewers might not even be going to the draft next year, so the Texas could be a wagon next year. We'll Bro, see what happens with Arch. I just like, and the last thing is yeah. the number one team was completely dropped out for pretty much the whole year, which was Georgia. That's weird, right? Like, the, I I don't know. FSU was four. This seed. is where JJ Watt's point makes most the most sense uh, right here. All three things that I just said. Yeah, like FSU was the four seed the whole entire. They didn't drop out once. Yeah. Right. Once they got in, they were in. When they're in those AP poll rankings and obviously the actual college rankings, they they weren't out of the top four. They were in the whole time. So like, after winning a game, after winning a title, what's the difference? Yeah. Like what 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 reason did they give you to drop them out after win winning? They didn't lose. Yeah. Um. So like like FSU should have been three, then the argument should have been four. Like what should have been Georgia? Should have been Bama? Should have been Texas? Like right? I completely understand you're going for viewership, you're going for the best games possible and all that stuff, right? But like these question mark, these questions need to be raised here, right? Like who Texas lost to. Like what did Florida State do wrong? Like can you answer that question? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm they trying can't. to pose you. 100% they they cannot answer They're that question. They're gonna just be like 100%. It's 100 Jordan Travis. Yeah, Texas what? lost to Oklahoma. So if you're saying that, I understand they beat Bama, but then Georgia lost to Bama. So it's like it's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on there. So that's that's what I'm trying to say is like, yes, I could. I could see why you did all this stuff, right? Like, we're, we're probably there watching the semifinal and the final, like, okay. Which is on New Year's. And uh, hopefully it's going to be like, oh, sick games, like how the Georgia-Ohio State one was last year, right? But at the same time, they can't answer these questions that we brought up here. So that being said, the first round game is going to be sick, though. Unfortunately, FSU, we feel for you, but we have to move on now. Um, the first round matchup is Michigan versus Alabama. And that's your first round game. That's which is probably your <laughs> final because... Texas versus UW, which is also tough for their standings. I think Michigan. This is the year Michigan has to win. This is I this is the year Michigan has to win. This is Michigan's year. It, it has, has to. to be. They yeah. choked last year, and before that, they would always choke in general. But uh, they never made the final like recently, right? Like, they always lost no, in the semifinals. Semifinals will never made it one or the other. Yeah, that was your issues. They wanted to hire fire Harbaugh all those years until they finally beat Ohio State because they couldn't beat Ohio State right? as well. Yeah, and Ryan Day can't even win the big one either. So now he's in that boat now. He's on that split. boat too. Yeah. Uh, before I go to the other matchups for college football, Tank Dell also fractured his fibula it's in the Texans game. I forgot to mention that. So get well soon. I think he's one out of the, the year. Yeah, he's done. He's on IR. So yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that actually sucks. Um. Uh, wait. Where did I put it? No. Shoot. Let me search it up. The other matchups that are happening. Um, the uh, like those Fiesta Bowls. So I think Florida State and Georgia should yeah. be one. So it's a uh, Georgia, number seven versus number nine. So Ohio State drops to seven, and they're versing Missouri, which is the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Peach Bowl is number ten Penn State versus Ole Miss, which finished number eleven. Uh, Orange Bowl is Florida State versus Georgia, which it, I guess Georgia should probably cook that, depending on who plays, because like usually the the guys that are going to go in the draft this year might not don't even really play. play. But right? Bonex is nothing playing. Bonex is, is playing. Speaking of that, Fiesta Bowl, Oregon versus 
Liberty. Number 23, Liberty. So how the hell did they get the number? I don't understand how that works, but yeah. Um, Yeah, so those are the four big ones. And then you got the Army-Navy game. That's next week. I generally don't care too much about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's their tradition, I guess. We brought it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, that will end our football convo today. Uh, let's continue. We're going to get it right into some big news with the MLB. We actually got some news. Maybe not transactional news, but we got news. Uh, you search up for the transactions while I bring the first news up. Uh, first off, off the bat, which is something that caught my eye, it is the Milwaukee Brewers signing top prospect Jackson Chorio, who's 19 years old, and are expected to make complete that, this was as of November 30th, the richest contract for a player who has not played in the big leagues, which was once held by Luis Robert of the White Sox. The deal is expected to be for eight years, guaranteed, and close to $80 million. And They're it includes up a young two guy. options. And it's team options. They're putting a fate young guy. Yeah. And I don't, honestly, I can see why they're doing it. I mean, yeah, if he pops off, it's 10 but million a year. But at and the it's s- team options. And it's like, you know, like a steal of a contract. And if it's a team option, they could just cut yeah. him if he's bad. Yeah, that's true there as well. But at the same time, I feel like you kind of got to give him like a year. Like how the Mariners give uh, Julio Rodriguez a year. Then they offered him that big money. Well, Luis Robert obviously made it look good. Yeah, obviously uh, Luis Milwaukee it obviously people just saw a comment right now that like, oh, cheap move by owner because they don't want to get established stars, <laughs> aka mm-hmm. trade Josh Hader away and Corbin Burns yeah. and whoever. And how's uh, Blake Murphy mentioned Christian Yelich, Yelich. But um, yeah. So that's that's the one big move. The other big mo- news that came out that potentially is Shohei Otani but could bef- sign this week. Before we get into that, nothing really okay. eye-catching happened. So, Shohei Otani, the biggest name, could finally sign this week. And uh, right now, it's between the Jays, the Cubs, and the Dodgers, and the Angels. It could be as soon as this recording right now. That's why we're hoping. We, we recorded early on purpose today, not wait for not waiting for this game. But right. it could also be like Sunday. Now, knowing our luck, it'll be after we're done it's, recording. It, honestly, I think it's going to be after. <laughs> I genuinely do believe it's going to be after we're done recording. Because there's, there's three breaking news that could happen. Based as on well. News. And then on top of that, but I think it's going to be as late as like it'll be done. Within the next ne- week. This is according to MLB.com's John Morosi. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jays, Cubs, and Angels, and Dodgers. So, so the four finalists are set, basically. So we'll see who gets ruled out during the week. If, Otani if is believed to have already received multiple offers for more than $500 million, reported by the New York Post, John Heyman. Uh, yeah, so there's the Otani update right now. We're just waiting as Jays fan. I, again, I refuse to get my hopes up for anything. Yeah, no, but like, do you think he's going to be an Angel? I think he's going to be a Dodger. I said that from before. I know, but like, if we're trying to rule out a team here. Power ranking all the teams? If I'm ruling out a team, I'm ruling out the Angels, right? Because what do they have? Like, you've been in there for so long and they provided you nothing, right? As it depends on how much wise. money they offer him and how loyal he so is. They're gonna it depends ha- on how much he believes in loyalty. So if, if he's Trout, like, he, he's going to have to be like Trout, basically. You have Trout in his corner trying to get him back, though. That's obviously, the they were obviously. But, okay, like, if I were to power rank it, I think the Dodgers are one and the Cubs are four. You think the Cubs are four? I think I still want to give. I'm gonna give. J, I think it's the both LA teams, then the Jays, and then the Cubs. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna do it. But I just don't see why he wants to I be signed. That's what I'm trying to bring up here. Because except like, that he's been there already. That's it. I'm still. I'm giving because he wants to be on the West Coast. That's true. Yeah, that's the main reason why I think it's LA, LA, Toronto, Chicago. Because like, it, like Toronto has the stars. Is it easier to go to Japan then? <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally that's why. Right, yeah. Um. 
So yeah, that's I think that's how my power rankings are for them. But yeah, so a Tawny watch could literally happen at this second. It could be already out when this podcast comes out. The episode comes out tomorrow. It could already be out, and we won't be able to talk about it. I might have to do an emergency pod for Tuesday. Um, um, we got a new laptop, so maybe it could be done on the same day, depending on the power of it, <laughs> of editing and power rendering. Of editing, yeah. But um, the other big news is, um, the Jays and are apparently the favorites to land. Uh, Juan Soto from the Padres, and that's if Otani Pro- does his sign. Yeah, because yeah. John Rossi made it clear that we're not going to get both of them unless we trade half a roster away or something. There's no way we're getting both of them. Um, yeah. So the possibility, of, and then the name that came on discussion is Manoa uh, Soto. I thought I still think he's going to end up being a Yankee somehow, and we're just going to we're going to be used for leverage like how all their teams usually do. Um, but at the same time, is um, the Jays are the favorites. Manoa is because I think they, they're on a stalemate. They don't want to get rid of some pieces. The Yankees, Yankees and Padres, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but yeah, let's see. Soto, Soto watches on as well. We'll see if he extends because he deserve, He needs a contract no matter where he goes. Whether he he stays to start the year, he needs an extension there. If he goes to whatever team he gets traded to, he needs an extension. And the Jays obviously have. Oh my God, Patrick Mahomes had to do that again. What the hell just happened? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, well, we won't try to get distracted here, but um. Uh, yeah, either way, he needs an extension. If you're the Jays, you have Vladdy, Bo. Um, if you, well, you're probably going to give away Manoa, but like other pieces you might have to resign like as well, TD like Dalton man. Varsho, for example, and stuff like that. Because defensively, we need Varsho if we're going to lose Kiermaier, right? So, yeah, that's true. And Soto could play left field, I guess. So that could be right now. I mean, we might be trading away Springer, who knows? But that outfield will be Springer on the right, Dalton, Varsho, and uh, Soto on the left field. And there's obviously a lot. Not that thing. That thing with the MLB offseason takes forever, is because uh, I guess they're waiting for the big fish to go. But at the same time, how does it affect Matt Chapman and all these guys signing? Yeah, but speaking of third base, um, another big name that is generating buzz outside of Tyler Glass now uh, in the pitching side of things, Isaac Paredes. Um, I think it's Isak. Isak Paredes uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays, who are also could get rid of. Randy Rosarina, by the way. Um, Bro, Rays can't retain anyone. Because uh, they're cheap as hell. Look at their yeah. stadium. <laughs> Look at their stadium. But yeah. the Blue Jays and Seattle Mariners are among the teams interested in Tampa Bay's Isaac Paredes. I'm saying the Mar- Mariners are the favorites because I think John Heyman, I think, said this, was the old GM was linked to Se- was Seattle's GM or something like that. So between the two of them, they've done 14 trades already. It's kind of like the Canucks and Penguins. Yeah. So... Or Dan Milstein. <laughs> well. um, but, yeah, but yeah, in this case, like, Seattle is the favorite to land him. And there's a, um, after trading Eugenio Suarez, there's a genuine need at third base. So it yeah. makes sense there. And same with the Blue Jays, if, like, depending on what happened there, the Blue Jays have more options, in my opinion. And there's that guy from Candelario. Candelario is, a, is an option as well. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Mariners make sense. Obviously, Jays make sense as well. Um, I'm gonna check some last couple of things here because, like, like I said, and, uh, Tyler yeah. Glaus now is jump, um, um, generating a lot of interest. Like I mentioned, Paredes is also, I think, arbitration as well, so which is gonna help his value as well. And then he's also, I believe, a switch hitter and popped off this year. So yeah, well, I would love to have a switch hitter. He's a he's he's a, I think he's at peak value right now. So if there's a time to get rid of him, the Rays are making a right choice. Yeah, I'm gonna just put up John Morosi's tweets quickly. Um, the first oh, the first needs is uh, Jim Leland. I remember him actually. 
former Tigers manager, because I remember watching the baseball back then. This is nostalgic when I see these names going <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. Uh, current special assistant, um, Jim Leland, is now a Hall of Famer going into Cooperstown. I think Cito Gaston was one of the shouts. I'm not sure if he's going to get in or not yet. But yeah, so Jim Leland, congratulations. You're a Hall of Famer. Um, and uh, Lou Panella fell one short at 11. Leland got 15 out of the 16 votes from the committee. So this is different from the players. Yeah. So I'm guessing Cito missed out no matter what. Uh, Dylan Cease, trade market is robust as the winter meetings began. Dodgers, Braves, and Orioles are all involved. Sources say, and other teams also were being engaged with the White Sox. Big one. I already mentioned that GM's name is Jerry DiPoto, was named Mariners general manager in 2015. Um, oh, no. So something happened. I think Jerry DiPoto is somehow linked to the Rays. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Mariners and Rays uh, are the trade partners. We've mentioned that. Uh, John Morosi made this clear. Could Shohei and Soto both join the Jays? No, unrealistic. The Jays have talked talked with the Padres about Soto and are not ruled out of the Otani sweepstakes. They might land one. They won't get both. So he made that Makes clear sense, to yeah. Jays fans that are fantasizing. I was slightly yesterday, but then I caught myself and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm going to wait on this. There's no way. Yeah. So those are the, some, some of the big ones. Um, yeah, we'll leave it there unless something breaks while we're recording because just, we've got other sports to talk check. about now. Just, uh, okay, nothing. Oh, <laughs> Yamamoto generating interest, the Japanese guy, 200 mil. I think the Mets will be the one of the favorites for that. Yes, yeah, so nothing. Th- those are the main <laughs> things here. Nothing right now, but we'll see. We'll hope it doesn't happen after recording. If it does happen, hope like a day or two later. Uh, yeah, if you do after recording, you'll probably get a two po- two podcast episodes out <laughs> tomorrow. Well, it's going to be like more of a video yeah. type thing, but yeah. But, yeah, let's move on to... Some quick fire, very quickly. Uh, Let's go with the NBA. Nothing much happened. The in-season tournament will begin today and tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. We already announced our predictions. You guys could check out the last video for that. It's literally titled that video. Um, Yeah, so there's that. Uh, No games on Sunday, which is kind of surprising, but... I guess football. But NFL run Sunday, bro. Yeah, but they still like. Play I know they still games. play games. Uh, still nothing has changed much. Celtics are first. Magic are still second, tied with the Bucks. The Sixers are there. Knicks, Pacers. So nothing really surprising mm. now, except for the Magic, obviously. Uh, oh, Piston watch. They're on a 17-game losing streak. They have the same amount of wins as the Texas Rangers in the month of November. They also have their joined winless. Sorry. Wait, what? They, they have less wins than Texas they Rangers. Less wins, yeah. In the month of November, because Texas won their one game to win the World Series. Um, they have the same amount of wins as the Patriots, Jets, Jets Panthers. Pa- Panthers. So, those NFL teams, by the way. Those are NFL teams that play weekly. These guys play like three times a week sometimes. Yeah. Um, They're upcoming. When did we say they were going to get their first win? I said Utah, didn't I? Grizzlies are next. Oh, I said Grizzlies then. So Grizzlies are next. So Wednesday, one. Wednesday, yeah. and then, then Magic, U- Pacers, Sixers. Utah is December twenty first. Yeah, so that's like my late one, I guess. So there's your watch for. That's your biggest story of the NBA right now. When are Detroit gonna get the first win, and if Monty Williams will get fired? Or third win, technically. First win. And forever. And forever. But uh, other side of things, still surprising that Minnesota is hanging on to first. Uh, OKC is second reminder we dropped our at least my NBA power rankings are out yours will come out in a couple of days uh, NHL ones which we'll get into NHL in a second uh, are already out for both of us uh, that being said Minnesota still first OKC second Denver with Jamal Murray back now our third 
Sacramento not proving last year is a fluke. Uh, then Phoenix, Lakers, and like Dallas are all around the same area. The yeah. surprise there is Golden State is 9-11. They're outside looking in. The Spurs suck. And uh, the Houston Rockets finally fell to earth. And I guess you can see the Clippers are 9-10. and 10. Yeah. Uh, Clippers, though, big shot uh, PG uh, for the win uh, against Golden State. So that was that was needed for them. They had a 100% needed game. that one, right? Harden not looking good. Too good, though, just the team-wise, I guess. Because it took them forever just to get their first win there but, but yeah nothing much has changed since last time we talked so we'll just keep it there uh, moving on boxing Ryan Garcia uh, got a win I think it was 8th uh, I forgot what round it was but a TK, uh, it was a KO because technically the guy didn't get up after on the 10 count but it wasn't like a clean like go to sleep KO against Oscar Duarte um, he's called out Raleigh Romero now it's very weird though because he has like a weird rela- toxic relationship with his promoter which is Golden Boy who lost Canelo um, and Canelo and uh, Ryan Garcia are not even friends either, but because uh, they had the same trainer once upon a time. But yeah, so they're it's a weird dynamic there. He's talking shit about them on the podium, so it's it's, it's kind of weird. And then Oscar De La Hoya, who everybody hates now, is saying like, "Oh, I, I'm worried about his mentals." Blah blah blah. I don't know why he's fighting at 143 and not 140. Then everybody's like, "Just release him." Then like, let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but he has called out Raleigh Romero. Obviously, the lightweight division is stacked. Whether you move up or down in weight with Shakur, you have Teofimo Lopez, who I know is higher in weight now. Uh, Devin Haney, who's fighting this weekend against Regis Progress, which is a junior or something like light. I don't know. It's weird. There's so many divisions. Because it's junior welter or like super lightweight. I think it's yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's that. Uh, I mentioned earlier, went to the local boxing. I'm going to give a shout out. Benit Bizla. Uh, winning again, dominating fashion. Yo, watching. I know you missed out. I'm saying that you missed out. I'm saying it on camera. Yeah. The vibe of watching it. It was like a Punjabi party, obviously hall party with the music playing, and you got food involved in it as well. But it was like a hall party with a middle of the ring. But Bisla fight night put on a great event. Um, got to meet the Sahora brothers, De- uh, um, Jesse and Paula. Uh, Paul Sahora. I think he goes by Paula though. Um, they're coaches of the Tamanos wrestling team as well. Um. And only rants, um, uh, TikTok, uh, host of the E Squared podcast, boxing. and uh, oh yeah, one time boxer one-time as well, boxer. amateur boxer. But uh, yeah, no, shout out to those guys. Got to have a con- oh, well, I haven't had a chance to talk to Jesse in person, but I am talking to him on the side. But uh, with Paula and uh, only rants, Randy, uh, um, it was great talking to you guys, and ho- hopefully, we could set something up with them. But in terms of the fights. Uh, Gavin Bisla first uh, de- debut fight uh, ended in a majority draw her Kira Niger oh my god this guy destroyed the <laughs> the third fight was like the filler fight even though it was a co-main event no, no one really watched because again we're in Surrey watching this so those guys are all Punjabi and Surrey represent um, and obviously the main event Benit Bisla ki- uh, killed it on his thing so look forward to the next one I know you're trying to free up your schedule yeah, in advance now because your soccer game took over <laughs> but um, yeah so hopefully we get to see a future one coming up and you know open invite to the podcast anytime boys we're looking forward yeah uh, if you guys watch this clip but um watch this part but yeah, yeah i'm so excited sh- for the next one yeah always gonna i'm always gonna support i know we're a sports podcast but i'm always gonna support local sports especially if they're punjabi local stars in local general stars you know obviously if we're doing the same with jeevan um our cousin obviously we're gonna do the same with everyone ravrandava killing it in the basketball scene right now and um over uh, at his prep school and uh, yeah so we're we're going to be following all Punjabi sports all day, every day, and supporting everyone's 
whether you're a sports star or not, we're going to support anything that anyone's passion because that's what we're trying to follow our stuff. Here. Yeah, exactly. So well, let's move on. Let's. Uh, you want to end off in the NHL or do you want to end off on soccer? I'll end off on soccer just because there's more to talk there. Uh, NHL, we'll start off with... The big trade that the happened. The big trade. The funny clip that Joven did. Um, any voice actors, uh, voice actor Bro, agents, go call out my boy Joven right here, my brother. He's uh, not <laughs> He's doing it. <laughs> I gotta do it, man. You're killing Bro. it. You got like 800 views on that thing. Bro, that sounds so monotone, though, like when I listen to it back. I mean, that's you, though. We'll see what everybody else can yeah. do. But no, anyways, um, we, we kind of did a mini, Joven did a mini reaction, I guess, not me. But Joven did an instant mini reaction of Zadorov. Uh, the disorder of the Canucks trade. Uh, first of all, caught off guard because I was genuinely not expecting him to get traded to us. I guess with the, with the Bovillier trade, uh, the cap space, and you expected something to happen, but I didn't expect him to get traded for what we traded for. Right? Oh, exactly. it, it was the pick we got for the Bovillier trade plus a twenty twenty six third rounder, which is like a kid in high school probably right now, um, and uh, or early high school even. And yeah, so I did not expect that to be the trade. He already made his debut against Calgary, got the win. I don't think he got the game-winning goal because he said it was PD. Who got a point. <laughs> so he got a point, the game-winning point. But um, yeah, so the Canucks obviously got de- depth in the defensive side of things. They still need depth in the defensive right side of the defense. But once Susie and if we get Bear come back, I'm okay with the defense right now. It's just the attack on the offense. Can they be more consistent? The bottom six is looking good. Um, it's just the top guys. Can they continue it? And yeah. So that's the Zadorov trade. Your reaction as well. Well, my reaction was mostly on the short, as well. But so yeah. that's your that's your way to find out what Joven's reaction. But is. like a quick one for me is like you added a big guy, right? He's he plays physical, right? You can see that over the many hits he's made. Uh, his skating is actually really like I thought his skating would be like okay, but it's actually pretty solid. And he could hit. Uh yeah, and the hitting, but yeah, he's often. He's prone to those brain cramped, right? Stupid mistakes, all that and stuff. That, so that's and the turnover. There's a mistake where you pair him with Myers then. But at the same time, like the the pros that he brings to the table are like, you know, really valuable for this team and really help this team out. And yes, if you're saying that, oh, why'd you trade for him if he's gonna be a rental, we didn't give up much. So if he goes for nothing, like if, if he goes in the free uh if he goes somewhere else free agent wise, we don't really like I don't I'm not gonna be hurt because uh we gave up a lot, a future third and this year's fifth. Yeah, um, you know, obviously the goal is to make it look like we. Um, sorry, I'm looking for the next thing we were going to talk about. But yeah, the goal is to see extend him. But we'll see. If but there's other priorities for, for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, one sec. Let me just pull up the Corey Perry update quickly. Uh, he released a statement. Uh, of why? So just to show you guys again, shut the hell up with the rumors. Yeah. It was not that. Uh, of what you guys thought it was or whoever yeah. created that rumor let me just pull up whoever posted it because I don't know what his Twitter account is uh, Frank Cervelli I know you posted it shout out to Frank come on the pod <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna say that about everybody we're gonna say about everyone man Ovechkin we have him on the pod already um, as well as you're pulling up the tweet but I'll just by the way a goalie goal happened yeah Tristan Jari I think that's a 14th now. Last year was Linus Olmark against the Canucks. This year yeah. was Tristan Jari. And, uh, yeah. I'll just Mike qu- Smith had one. Quickly go over one game before, unless you found it. I found it. Okay, good. So, this is Corey Perry's statement. I'm going to read it word for word right here. This is exactly what, what they said. I would like to sincerely apologize to the uh, 
Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. I would also like to apologize to my fans and my family. I am embarrassed. I am embarrassed, and I have let you all down. As a result of my actions, this, there has been speculation and rumors. I am sickened by the impact this has had on others, and I want to make it clear that in no way did this situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to re- directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I am sorry for the additional impact to others it has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I have started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I am deeply sorry. Signed, Corey. So that proves it again um, that does not involve a teammate and we've mentioned the teammate before i felt weird saying that what the situation was last time so i'm not going to say it again just watch the last part of what happened uh as frank kind of confirmed it earlier it was an alcohol related thing i think he's a second player i think it's sam gerard he's joining in the um like to seek help with regarding substance abuse, substance yeah. abuse and stuff so shout out to these guys they know they know that they needed the help and they're getting it so they're yeah, we're gonna leave it there uh for now uh, NHL recap very quickly before you go on to soccer. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are struggling. <laughs> John Cooper is livid at the bench. They're having the talk about John Cooper or potentially being let go as a, man, as a coach. I think John Cooper has got the respect where like it will be a mutual decision and not like, oh yeah, or he leaves on his own. More yeah. so like he gets fired because it's John Cooper at the end of the day. But yeah, like that's the biggest story right now. They're fifth in the conference. They're now second out of the playoff spot. The Islanders took over. Got destroyed by Dallas 8-1 with Vasilevsky in that. So, there's a... Tampa's definitely on a cold streak right now. That is... And that is an understatement. Yeah. Um, on the other side, Florida's looking like they're not a fluke from last year. Getting healthier they're as getting, well. They're better. But Boston still holds a clear lead. Like we said, NHL power rankings are already out um, for both of us. And uh, Detroit is still holding that spot. Patty Kane obviously joining that team. Washington, third in the division. <laughs> Two teams are shutting you up this year. One is this guy, even though he hasn't scored much. And uh, the other one is... Uh, it's not LA the reason Rams. why they're killing it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carolina's still yeah. second, and New York Rangers are still killing it. They're tied now in points with Boston. Ta- uh, Toronto, outside... Not outside, look again, sorry. First wildcard spot, and Islanders are there. Playoffs, no longer the playoffs is Philadelphia, but they're still at the top. Devils are getting healthy now, so it looks like Nico Hischer coming back is showing them a difference because he is... A sulky candidate last year. The captain. And that too. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say. Ottawa obviously needs to get better. And uh, yeah. On the other side, it's uh, Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, like I projected anyways. Just normal. Just and then how it's it is. Vegas, Vancouver, and LA. Vancouver, again, they're kind of in that Miami Dolphins chart, except not as good as Miami Dolphins are, but can't win like the big game. Yeah, I mean, other than game. like... What, they're Dallas. winning games they should simple as that yeah they're winning games other than probably a Dallas one they won yeah they haven't really won those big games outside of Edmonton which was and, and, and then Florida yeah right. those are probably only two but they uh, lost to lost to Colorado they lost to Vegas they lost to Tampa Bay and uh, yeah those wild are big card one Arizona wild card two St. Louis wow <laughs> so Calgary's outside looking in right now Nashville and then uh, obviously San Jose is tied in points with uh, Chicago but Chicago has two games in hand so uh, Minnesota with a new coach bump move up a little bit and Anaheim is falling 
they were on a losing streak. They just won. Yeah. They were like on a seven game losing streak. Or wow. Something. So they've they have definitely, definitely fallen off. But Leo Carlson's looking like he should have been the this second. Is the first break. time we've seen like the top three, like rookies in general. Like yeah, is those three Zach Benson, and there was one more that's playing. Like Fantilli, Bedard, Benson, yeah. uh, Carlson, and there was one more from that draft class. I think gets playing. It was supposed to be a deep draft class, right? Yeah. Right, and uh, they're definitely getting a spot on right now. But Leo Carlson is showing why, you know, he should have been the second overall pick. But then again, it's too early to tell. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Bedard and you have Antilly as well, and then Zach Menson getting the call up. All right, let's move on. Let's close it out with soccer. Um, off the bat, the biggest news of the weekend uh, around the world, because we're talking world soccer here, is the Euros. The Euro draw has occurred, and I'm gonna just pull that up very quickly. Um, yeah. Euros are this year, well, I guess next year. In, Our in draw summer. reaction is because you guys should like obviously could look it up as well. But my initial reaction is Group B. So I'll I'll name the draws first. It's uh, Group A is Germany, Scotland, Hungary, Switzerland. Um, group B. Group B is Spain, Croatia, Italy, Albania. Good luck, Albania. Group C is Slovenia, Denmark, Serbia, England. Group D is Netherlands, Austria, and France, and then the playoff winner of uh, Poland, Estonia, Wales, or Finland. So one of those four yeah. teams will take the last spot. Group D, that was Group D. So that's a good tough group as well. Then, if, assuming it's Poland, Group E: Belgium, Slovakia, Romania, and um, the playoff. The playoff winner of Path B, which is Israel, Iceland, Bosnia, Ukraine. And then Group F is Turkey, Portugal, Czechia, and then the winner of Georgia, Luxembourg, Greece, Kazakhstan's playoff thing. Group B. So even okay, Poland has a t- has to go through a playoff and then go join the toughest group. But Group B is toughest. By Group D, sorry, second toughest. Uh, group B: Spain, Italy, and Croatia. Um, I'm just happy that there is a third place for them. <laughs> yes. Um, good, like you said, good luck, Albania. I don't expect Can any. you pull off a Costa Rica? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, don't, I genuinely do not believe that. One. Um, yeah. Uh, Italy are obviously the defending champs here, which is surprising to say because they missed the World Cup. Yeah. But let's see what they could do. Spain, obviously, they're a young, good squad there filled with Barcelona and Real Madrid players. And uh, Croatia, yes, they're old. But when you still have Modric, Perisic, and uh, all the other itches, I still give you a chance. <laughs> yeah, well, Guardiola's not an itch. Yeah, Guardiola. He's, he's <laughs> but not uh, yeah, no, like obviously the f- we already know the favorites are gonna be. Sp- uh, well, I don't even, like the favorites are probably France, Portugal, not Portugal, France, England. I'm gonna give them credit. Netherlands will have a show. Belgium will have hopefully do better. I, I'll put Spain in there as well. Spain, yeah. Um, Germany, I don't know. I don't know about Germany's Germany, group man. is easy. Scotland, Hungary, I know, but Germany's has just been disappointing. Yeah, Spain has been disappointing too, in a way. Yeah, no, but Spain's been like on their come up a little bit. Yeah, no. but yeah, that's the that's the groups. This is starting back in uh, June. Yeah, so Group B. The first game is June 14. You would agree, Group B is the group of death. Oh yeah, 100. Yeah, but again, like th- your point is, it's not like the Champions League or World Cup. Where like you have a third place. You have a third place. So at the end of the day, those three teams will probably so what is this? should make it out. Six groups. Right. So six times two, twelve, plus four best. Four best of yeah. the six. Four best third place teams. So if I were to make a projection projection of the four best third place teams, actually no, we're not gonna do that now. No. Well, you guys will have no. to wait till June. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> but too no, early. like early favorite winner. 
early favorite winner. Um, or you can set up a matchup and pick the winner early um, as of right now. No, we'll just go with one. So we'll just go and save these projections for when it actually is happening. But early winner, obviously, I'm going with the boring answer, France. Just like, what else can you really say? You know, they're World Cup champions, then World Cup finalists, and uh, but they they haven't really done it on the Euro stage, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, uh, but France is my pick. Um, I'm gonna do I go for the classic Belgium? Still hop on that bandwagon. <laughs> um, I'm not going boring here, but uh, this is Belgium's last chance, so I'm gonna give them one last edge. That's it. I know their World Cup was atrocious. Otherwise, was I'm going with Spain. It's a uh, it's between Belgium and Spain. Those are the teams that I root for. Those mainly. are your two favorite ones. <laughs> so I'm rooting. I still have an argument for it. Um, Spain's young, so I, Gavi out for the year, right? Yeah, Gavi's He's out. He's probably missing it. But Pedri's still there. Um, Lamine Yamal's gonna be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll go Spain. I'll go Spain. Um, but I'm honorable mention Belgium. Um, okay. Uh, uh, other thing that happened was uh, obviously it's a bad weekend as a Man United fan, but FA Cup. Uh, results are out. Not results. The draw. The draw. Third round draw is out because there was a couple of big matchups. Normally we weren't going to talk about this, but off the bat, the biggest matchup is Arsenal versus Liverpool. Off the bat, third round. Um, yeah, so this is their second lineup. Their second team will be playing. Yeah, you already know what's going to happen. So who knows though? Who's second team? Sometimes those teams all they mix it up, mix but it like up. most of the times, when I've seen these guys go against each other, it's like half of them is like their backup goalie and like backup players and the other half is like where you see the the Salah and the Saka playing right so or the Luis Diaz or the Martinelli's yeah I but think like, the other big game I guess you could say is Crystal Palace versus Everton in terms of Premier League matchups um and uh there is e Tottenham Burnley is the other Premier League matchup yeah FA Cup wise like it's too early for like yeah. especially these big Premier League hey, teams hey Wrexham versus Shrewsbury Town so can <laughs> see Rexon has a chance. And they, they went far last year. Was it in this one or the other one? I don't know. But I remember they went like they were going. They went like they won three rounds, if I'm not mistaken. They yeah, I think so. Lost yeah. the last one in penalties or something, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I think so. It might have been. Is that another FA Cup? I think it might have been FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah, because I know they upset like a team or two. I know that for yeah, a fact. Yeah, that's for sure. But um, Man United got Wigan, and let's start there with the, the recap. All right, Man United Newcastle. I have never seen a more uh, lack of effort, uh, just lack, uh, just incompetent and uh, uh, shit performance. How much are you putting before? this on Ten Hag again? No. This this, this game, is a debate because people are saying our Ten Hag should be it's on Ten Hag based on lineup or whatever the case is. I get it; he never made the adjustments appropriately, and Rashford clearly needs to be benched, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so that's only like two, three players that are playing with passion. Punishing players is on Ten Hag. Yeah, but like you can't tell Rashford. Go win a so one v one. Thing. Go win Go a one v one. This way, right? You can't tell freaking uh, uh, Diego Dallo to be out of position, right? You can't tell Andre Onano to make a save, right? Well, like in this th- case, in this game is not. Yeah, no, but like I'm just saying in general, right? Yeah. You can't tell your attack to go score goals, right? They they gotta do them themselves. Here's the thing, right? And Mark Goldbridge said it kind of perfectly. He's like, it's another set of players that, uh, what's the word? Um, trying to run the club. <laughs> no, like something with the manager like I forgot the wording but like gave up on the manager and then that shows the effort like we want a different manager if it was a first manager I said this many times before I agree 
because I won't be surprised. Like how I think when you see a new manager come in, there's usually an overhaul of players as well. And don't get me wrong, Ten Hag deserves his blame. I'm not saying that yeah. he spent his talent ID at times isn't the greatest. Like Anthony, ninety million wasn't the greatest. Now to be fair to him, Anthony actually obviously Anthony played. The one thing with Anthony, he does play with passion a little bit compared to Rashford this Defense, year. Defensively, I'm about this year defensively, but still plays. But but my but point is, um, the point is he's in. He did like yeah. he, he is doing the right thing by benching him. Yeah. So. so there is the, but they, you can't give the players power. I think there was like one Mourinho. I saw this thing where it was like four returning, or was like more than four returning players. But then the following year, Ole was like another returning players and a bunch of returning players after Rangnick, which was obviously that was different. That's interim, and then another it's carry forward again that way. I get it. He spent a much a lot of money and got players. I think Onana will be better. I mean, the Premier League was he's been good, right? Um, but like the only guy playing with like. Passion right now is Harry Maguire, which we've never thought we would say. I'll give playing credit. well. I'll give credit to Harry Maguire. I'll give credit to Garnacho's recent run of success that he's been having. Um, Kobe Mainu. Well, yeah, as yeah. well. And the issue here is Garnacho's nineteen. Kobe Mainu's eighteen or nineteen himself. Yeah. So if you're telling me there are your leaders of your squad right now that are showing example on the pitch, obviously there's an issue, right? Because your leader is supposed to be Bruno. Leader is supposed to be Rashford, right? Bruno's still your leader. I'm not gonna. It's more Rashford's been atrocious. Yeah, Rashford is atrocious. I guess it. Bruno deserves some blame. Not saying that. I know, but Bruno's still been decent. He's Bruno's been still like been he's been like playing like a cat. Like he does track back and stuff. I get the positioning has been off at times, but he's plays decent, right? I still think he's a better player than Odegaard, as many people. Yeah, but like, um, but I'm just what am I trying to say here? Yes, Bruno. I'll give credit to Bruno Juarez because he's been playing pretty decent, right? I've been a little bit hard on him at the beginning of the year because the beginning of the year he was terrible in my opinion. So he's, you know, performing well now compared to that. But at the same time, the players on the pitch that are showing up are not the players on the pitch that should be showing up. Yeah, like, I think he gets he needs to get the stubbornness out of the way and play Varane again. I don't know why there's a lot of player fallouts, but then that's also Ten Hag trying to show like his thing, like, listen, you got to play. Otherwise, yeah, that, that's where the fallout comes from because we never heard that from Ole as much. Because he was literally like listening to people and just yeah, that, yeah. right. So I have, like I said, I don't have any issues with Ten Hag. Um, I still think he's a guy. Do he needs to make many improvements? For you sure. can't get like the same shit's gonna happen again when you fire a manager. You're gonna get someone in their second year. Rashford's gonna start being like a acting like a little. I'm not gonna say it. There's more Martial uh, this game but huh? in terms of like acting towards the manager. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying like whatever, yeah. whatever those group of players are, you're gonna give up on the if manager. Anything, Ten Hag's babying get fired, Rashford. Get fired. In a way, Ten Hag's babying Rashford. I know. I, I don't know why Rashford's not benched. First of all. And, uh, yeah, he does not deserve to be on the pitch at all. And yeah. his lack of, oh my, his defensive, I, I can't even, like, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Like, like what he did defensively that game, like, I genuinely, like, I don't know why he didn't get subbed off sooner. Like, I would have subbed off Rashford in the 30th minute. he's told not to track back. That's the other thing. As much. So, that's the other issue. with tenet. I know, but, like, there's times when 1v1, yeah. he just let the guy go. Like, True. he was genuinely defending like a pylon. Yeah. Like, it genuinely, a cone could have defended better than him. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving off Man United because my head's actually hurting right now. <laughs> He's talking about it. Uh, in terms of the other fixtures, Sunday was a great day of soccer. Banger day. I just chose to sleep in. But um, Liverpool comeback win against Fulham. 4-3 win there. They were down 3-1. McAllister banger. Yeah. Uh, you got Chelsea. 3-2 wins over Brighton. You know we're in shambles if Chelsea wins a game. Uh, Manchester City kind of got a. I don't care about the refing with them because oh it's yeah, Manchester no City. <laughs> but three three, and they could have had an opportunity late because the ref called it back. 
um, 3-3 over there against Tottenham. And yeah, those are the three big games. But like, even if goals. you look at the other games, Villa 2-2, Bournemouth, pa- uh, and then Palace United 1-1. A lot of goals. The United game was like, it was still 1-0, so we were like, oh. We still kind of have to watch the whole game. Yeah. But like, I was and we did score, but it got called back. I think Maguire was defending too much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the recap of that. But the big one I want to talk about is Joel Felix. I wonder who won that game. Is that Barca won. Barca one zero. Joel Felix got his revenge. And then he was celebrated right in the fans' faces. Deservedly so because he was getting booed as Patrick Mahomes threw a pick there. Um, oh, ripped my fantasy team. <laughs> but yeah. Um, We're on a four-game losing streak now. Okay, anyways, back to this. Yeah, um, that was a, that was a big um, moment for him. He just he just celebrated like I big it, and he, I don't blame him for doing that because there's a lot of fans tw- hate towards him and stuff like that. So yeah, um, last thing though, we're gonna go to this game. It's finally here on Tuesday. Christine St Clair and Sophie Schmidt now, but it's called Christine St Clair Place, BC Place. But yeah, the last game for both of them, and they're also be honoring Aaron McLeod as well, goalkeeper. But uh, Christine Sinclair, um, get to see the atmosphere. Forty-one thousand plus tickets are sold. Um, not trying to promote this event, but go but check like out. at the end of the day, she is the goal go. of Canada She's soccer. No right? debate, top three athlete in my opinion of all time in Canada. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what she's done for you know Canada soccer in general, like it's genuinely like you know celebratory, and uh, she deserves all the attention right now. She deserves all the praise, and she deserves. A proper send-off. And we're going to be there. And we're <laughs> going to send her off. <laughs> <laughs> Not with a red card. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I like I said, I think she's going to start this game because she didn't start the one in Langford. Um, start this game and probably come out in the 80-ish minute, maybe even like 89th minute. It's a friendly, so it's not like a serious game, but you also want to take it serious because to prep for upcoming Olympics. But um, yeah, so it's going to be great to see. And thankfully, Sophie Schmidt will also be there. Uh, you're one of your favorite players, Desiree Scott, is there. But I don't think she's playing, but she's there. Yeah. Uh, for rehab purposes, I think Janine Becky will be back in the new year as well. So very excited to see this. Um, and uh, shout out Jasmine Mandir one again, who's going to be part of the staff there. So coaching a goat. Watching a goat got to coach, be a part of the coaching. Coaching a goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a way. But yeah. Um. So we'll be excited for that. We'll let you guys know how that went in person. We we'll get to finally see like a proper. Uh, atmospheric game, I guess, since the Grey Cup, because otherwise we don't think we went to anything with the big atmosphere. I guess mm-hmm. I went to the Canucks opening night a couple of years ago. But yeah, like tw- PD's first year. PD's first year. But yeah. outside of that, the Grey Cup was like the only big game we went to. Yeah, that had something like, like that. that had a yeah. good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, that's thing. true. So it'll be exciting to see that. So, but yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. Um, and thank you guys, everybody, for watching. Um. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you guys follow all our socials down below, all rankings on the TikTok, YouTube, Shorts, and Instagram. Audio listeners, rate, review, and like, download, whatever you guys got to do with the audio side of things to help uh, promote uh, our podcast out there. And we appreciate you guys once again, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.